0: Welcome to the Cultivating Keep podcast with myself and Corey Haynes.
1: Yo yo, how so you doing, my friend?
0: Doing good, pretty good,
1: pretty good. Um, Things could be better. Yeah, seen better <laughs> days for sure. Um, that has been the recurring theme. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but you know, we're surviving, and so not a whole lot to complain about. So, yeah, how about you? I'm doing pretty good
1: as well. Off more sure uh later soon but um yeah i don't know just i've been kind of stressed out with a few things kind of top of mind um i did just have a really good vacation time away good tan yeah a nice tan actually everyone always comes to like dude your legs and your feet are so tan i was gonna say your legs i was just yeah.
0: thinking that like your face looks normal but it, like legs are
1: it's all those walks with remy dude good, twice a
0: day good golden brown dude i like it twice a day Yeah, yeah i do man. about two
1: miles a day um no, it's good i had a great great vacation we went to tahoe with the family and um got to stay in an airbnb took the boat out on the lake parasailed mm-hmm. which we talked about quite a bit already yeah, but i respect you a lot it was lots of fun mm. um lots of barbecue lots of food hanging hanging out on the beach so feeling re- it's it's been strange because i feel like refreshed and excited for the future also really nervous and scared mm-hmm. about some things too so yeah i get that yeah been there my friend mixed feelings you know it's yeah. uh it's definitely a new thing still kind of learn how to kind of process i've been journaling a lot more recently oh, nice. actually
0: dude i was going through a journal um of mine one that i've had since 2000 and like 12 i think is when i started maybe earlier um crazy dude. 2012 yeah that's when i started it really it's not like every day, you know, it's like yeah. I think that one was like 2012 to like 2018, you know, it was mm-hmm. like a good stretch Yeah um, I don't do it very often But it was great to kind of go back and like at pivotal like times of like just thinking and reflecting interesting
1: cool. Yeah, sure. I feel like we always end up journaling a little bit when there's like a big thing So yeah, exactly. it's pretty that much recorded. I
0: had like I think two days of just random like today I think about you know, it was like mm. very just like off the cuff, but yeah. most of them were like yeah big moments so mm. It'd be nice to get back to that.
1: Yeah. I've been doing... So um, I'm kind of... uh, I'm like, you know... I don't know. Like 10% way through this book. I'm kind of reading um, called The Artist's Way. And it's kind of more for... It's geared towards like creative people, artists. You know, like literally artists, painters, writers, actors, uh, people like that. But it's kind of applicable to everyone. And the reason I kind of got turned on to it was from a podcast... And it's about these two kind of core practices that really help you, like, unleash creativity, Mm -hmm. which can be, like, anything. You know, anytime you feel stuck or, like, nervous about something, it's kind of like this is a way to relieve that. And it's two practices. One's called Morning Pages, which is basically just, like, journaling. And the other one is called um, Artist Dates, which are just kind of, like, dedicated hours uh, once a week to, like, go – Like do something out of the Mm -hmm. ordinary, essentially. Um, So I've been doing the morning pages now for about a month, pretty consistently, at least every other day. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thought is just to like fill up a page with random thoughts and just like kind of brain dump, get everything out on paper. And I found that really helpful. That's cool. All brain dumping. I love doing that. Yeah, I'll have more to share on that later. But it's Mm -hmm. you know it's less like journaling, like today in diary, you know whatever. But it's more like random thoughts things you need to do mm-hmm. future things things you're thinking about things people have said to you uh, things you're capturing you know like quotes or mm-hmm. notes on something um, so that's helped kind definitely of. for sure
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's cool
1: well we had an idea for today um, to kind of switch things up a little bit and also help you guys get to know us and we'll really I mean get to know each other better through this process too but want we'll to kind of do like a little interview of each other um, to dig into, I don't know, some things that are interesting. There's, there isn't really like a central, like purpose behind it yet, mm-hmm. but I think it's a, it'll definitely be some interesting be stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We normally, when we interview like a guest on here, we have like our same like template of questions we have and we try like tweak it depending on, on the guest. Um, but I feel like our questions today for each other are like very unique to us, which would be fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Much more, much more tailored. Mm-hmm. So you want to just jump in? Let's do it. Okay, Hit me. well, we're just going to go straight for the throw and get to the hard-hitting questions first. Um, that way you can decide if this is still worth your time later on, <laughs> at least you get through this part. Um, but one of the first things that came to mind for me that I've always kind of wondered about and wanted to talk about was um, what it was like for you to quit your job and you know, spend basically, I don't know, know exactly how much, but it was you know, a lot of money, half your savings, to buy a business that you really didn't have any experience with uh, before that. Um, one kind of my curiosity is cause I'm sort of in a similar position of like wanting to start a business. Um, but also too, I feel like maybe now I have more like appreciation or like perspective for it. And I feel like I didn't like dig in as much in the mm-hmm. moment maybe as I could have when you were actually doing it. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm kind of like interested to go back, but what was that like and what was your thought process going through it?
0: Um, so I, I don't know. I always, you know, I always wanted to be in business. Like I always wanted to own a business. I did not know like what that looked like, what that meant. Um, for a good amount of time, I, I thought I was going in a different direction. And at some point I kind of realized like, nope, like I definitely want to for sure have like my own business, whether I like buy one or start it. Like I want it to be like what like I, I do basically. And so, I don't know, I didn't know what it was going to be. I had to get my mindset out of this, like, um, playbook type of mindset. Like, I always kind of thought, like, I remember always getting coffee with people i respected and saying, like, what should I do? Like, you know, give me the five-step plan, whatever, you know, like, I'll do it. Just tell me what it is. And everyone was kind of like, that's not how it works, dude. Like, you just kind of figure it out as you go. And so, I don't know, like, I just uh, always wanted the, I wanted it laid out before me, and it was never that way. And so, um how this kind of came about—that's kind of the question, right? How it kind of developed. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Matt, Connie, my wife was at like a little girls' getaway weekend with um, my sister, sister Joanna and a couple friends, and they're like at the spa hanging out. And at, at the time, we were engaged. Uh, oh, no, we were very close to being engaged, like a few months away. And Jenny Steckler was like, "Hey, like you know, just it kind of came up. Yeah, we're selling our business." And Connie was like, "Wait, what? You're selling a business?" And um, Connie was like, "Well, I'm interested. Like, Jeremy's probably interested." And So. We talked about it, and at first, Kanye was gonna be the one to do it, and then we decided like, nope, like I should be the one to do it. we um we weren't engaged yet, so we wanted to be like separate, you know. And so I mean, yeah, we just kind of basically an opportunity came up, and we were ready. It's going kind of that simple. And so we met with them and made a contract and had you know a lawyer drafted up and had some revisions and some negotiations, and boom, did it right that that's that's kind of how it happened, you mm-hmm. know very. Simple. Um, I obviously can dive into that, but that's like the overall.
1: Yeah. Thing. So part of that backstory too is that you were working for the family business, mm-hmm. Lebon Landscaping, and you had worked there for five or six years. Six, at six, that six point, and a half, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. And so obviously you had to quit. I mean, mm-hmm. what was going through your mind at that time, and how did you figure out that timing and that mm-hmm. transition?
0: Yeah, I. So that was the direction I was heading. I always kind of thought like from a young age, do you like, I remember, I remember going to my dad's like office back when he had like one office employee and like a little shop. And I remember helping him like fix lawnmowers. I was, you know, probably in fourth grade. I remember we'd go get lunch at Antonelli's deli and head to the shop. And I remember like nice. trying to fix lawnmowers and help my dad with stuff. So I've always kind of thought like that's what I was going to do. And uh, like I went to college and I like, graduated high school with kind of that intent, like go to school online, work during the days, whatever, like this is my career. And so, Um, you know, we've talked about this, but I I worked there full time from like the day I graduated. So 18 until I think I was 23 when I left and the last two years I was pretty like ready to like move on at that. It was within that window where I was kind of, you know, like I just, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And like, I, I, I realized I wanted to do my own little deal. Right. And so, um, for probably about a year and a half dude i was like actively wanting something else and um actively looking at so at one point actually i interviewed for another job right before i bought steckler and uh, i got the job i don't know if you knew this about did you know this yeah the third uh-huh. thing yes yeah, so i like interviewed and had like two or three interviews and the third one like i was like essentially hired like the next step was to go fill out paperwork and start and i remember like i and that's when i decided nope like i'm gonna actually like leave Le Bon's button sound to go do the Steckler thing. And I remember like having to call them. like hey, I'm so sorry, but like, here's what I'm going to do. And they were like super supportive and cool. You'd
1: already told me yes. Right. Y-
0: yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't like sign and like started paperwork essentially, you know? Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, the, it was, I think, I think that's a big part of it. Once I interviewed for that job and like, was willing to leave to go to work for someone else. That's when I was okay, I'm ready to start my own business. And it kind of like clicked in me. And so I was like ready. Um, now the process from when, so Jenny and Connie, like talked in like February, it wasn't all the way until, uh, I think uh, May when we had a contract like signed end of May. And so it was a solid, like three months of four months of like kind of going back and forth, figuring things out. So within that time, I also was interviewing for their job and kind of figuring things out. So it took a while. Um, And then once I ended up leaving, once I signed a contract and had it all in place, like end of May, early June, um, August 15th is when we like paid, I paid for the business and like put the money down and then it was official. And so the plan was to work for Lebonds, um, like kind of part time ish while doing started running the business and kind of doing both. And so I did it like that all the way until like September and and I think October 1st it was when I was like, okay, like we're making enough money. Like I'm very busy like i'm good so i, just, I left August, uh, october 1st hmm. yeah officially
1: so kind of zooming in on uh when you were interviewing for that other job you said that that's kind of like when it clicked for you that mm-hmm. you realized mm, you wanted to go to your own thing um wh- i don't know why do, you, why do you think that was or what what about that made it click for you or made you change your mind yeah.
0: i was so comfortable at Le Bon's. it's hard to explain but like um i think with any job right the longer you're there you're just comfortable you're familiar there's security and so i had all that plus like the the like path that i had there's my family business like at some point i was in line to like run it you know whether it was in a year or 15 or 20 years at some point i was gonna be the one running it and so like, that's great who wouldn't want to run a business of 150 employees and like it's great it's what i that's what i thought i wanted and so i just kind of thought i was crazy to leave that you know Like, Mm. how could someone be so stupid to walk away from that type of, like, good path, you know, and security to, like, risk kind of like a very, very new trendy business, you know? And so that was kind of my thinking. And I don't know, man. I think, like, once I did that interview for the other job, like, I think just once I was, like, once I got myself to the place of, okay, I can leave this good thing for something new to the to me it was a no-brainer okay then then I should do the business because that's what I want to do you Mm. know I didn't really want the other job it it was just kind of like the step of getting away from what I was doing Mm,
1: right it was more like moving away from what you didn't like and more now moving towards what you did like yeah I
0: also want to be clear I think I talk a lot about like my time at Le Bon's being negative I want to be clear it wasn't that like Le Bon's was negative and bad it was that I just realized I was geared for something different, yeah. you know, and it was to do, I think, to have my own thing. That's kind of what, it's just there's like just entrepreneurial drive that I have, and mm-hmm. I just knew that it wouldn't really be fed working at dad's business, you know, That's, yeah. it's hard to explain. but Yeah,
1: so uh, zooming in on, on that part of the story a little bit more, um, you know, you mentioned you'd kind of like always thought, you know, this is the path for me, you're going to kind of climb up the ladder at Le Bon's, Eventually, take over the business and kind of run the day to day. And then basically found that that door wasn't really open or that, you know, mm-hmm. basically there's something else out there for you. Um, how and when did you kind of like come to that realization? Also, like, you know, how did it affect you? Yeah.
0: I don't know what people think of me in regards to like that. I think the overall, like, I get teased a lot. I used to get teased that, like, it was made for me there. It was like, <laughs> right. daddy handed to me, like, all the stuff it just wasn't that way. It's just a reality. Yeah. And, um, I remember I used to get so frustrated when people make fun of me. Cause I was like, you don't understand like how much I hate what I'm doing and how hard I'm working. And like, I just get, people don't understand that. And so now I just don't really care. It doesn't really matter. But like, that's what I was, how I felt. Uh, I realized it when, um, when I, so we, we were always, my dad and Joanna and I were always talking, right. About like plans and like, here's the, the five year plan. Here's the 10 year plan. Here's whatever. And so that was kind of what we always were doing. And I remember um we had we had like a few different plans that always got changed but the last one was basically like jeremy finishes college gets like a certain raise whatever and like a new position opens up and he does that position we had it all like mapped out graduate college got my degree and those things didn't happen and so i remember like mm. that was very frustrating like kind of going to them saying hey like, there are things we had in writing that were kind of promised to me that aren't happening and in their defense it wasn't it was because of the business was not operating well. So I get it. I, I'm not entitled for like a raise or a position just because you wrote it down three years ago, like right. business changed. I get that now in the moment I didn't, I was pissed, but now I understand hmm. that. Um, and so I think I kind of took that person like, Hey, like if I, if there isn't anything like I'm going to leave kind of what I, was my mindset. And, something that ended up opening up. And I remember uh, my dad basically said, okay, here's what we have for you. Like you can do this position. And it was a great position. It was what I wanted to do, but he was like, we can't give you a raise, but you can do it. Uh, we think you, we think you're capable, you're whatever you can do it. But he basically said, I remember his like speech to me was, he said, you're going to be working. What do you say? A minimum of 60 to 80 hours a week for the next five years. And he said, expect to hit your life for the next like three of those five years. Something like that. Right. Like his speech for me. He's like, once you get through that.'" He was like, it's going to be really, like, you're going, to get, you're going to get rewarded, basically. But that's kind of the the path for you. So that was it. That was kind of my pitch. I remember thinking, like, oh, this big build to, like, working so hard. And, like, here's the great new job and the new raise and the new position. And that was my dad's, like, well, here's mm-hmm. what I think you can do. <clears throat> and I remember just having to decide, like, um, do I want that, yes or no? And then I just decided no. It was that simple. Like, I remember for a long time I kind of always thought, like, whatever my dad says, career wise, I'm going to do. And I think mm. that was the mom- moment I realized, like, actually, no, it's, it's up to me. Like, I don't, ha- and he kind of, he, he was telling me, he's like, look, like, he said, you don't have to do this. He actually encouraged me to leave. He was like, I love you. I think, he's like, I think the way, I've seen the way you're built. And he said, I don't think you're going to be happy on this path. Like, you can do it and it'll be great. But I think you, you owe it to yourself to at least go try something new. Mm. And that's what he said to me. And so when he said that, and I kind of realized that it's up to me. It was a decision. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to try something.
1: Yeah. Because you didn't feel the kind of pressure of mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I need to stick with the family business. Yeah. I
0: actually really admire the way my dad did it. He was very yeah. cool. He was like, here is something you can do. It's going to be really hard. Here's the truth behind it. If you do it, it will reward you and pay off. But like I just, in knowing you, I think you should at least try something different. I was like, mm-hmm. that was his whole advice. And I think it was good advice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Where, um, Where do you think that, kind of ambition originally came from you know you mentioned how you kind of like grew up and you know working with your dad and had to kind of you know you always wanted to kind of contribute to the business and maybe thought but like where do you think that original drive came from of uh, not only wanting to be a part of the family business but also like lead the family business eventually mm. or like have you know a business even if it wasn't so I wouldn't
0: even say it's to have a business I have a drive to work and mm-hmm. I don't know I don't really know why I have it to be honest I do remember my dad taught us to at least taught me specifically to work at a young age I remember that like in Oregon we had a big property I remember like when I was like eight, I think was the first time he let me mow it and we had a super long grass And it was probably like I think it was like 200 feet long. It was pretty it was whatever longer than that It was, it was long and I remember him like his lines were really important. He wanted them to be straight. And I remember like the first time I mowed. I remember getting all the way across and the whole time focusing. I like, keep these lines straight, make them straight. And I'm eight and it's like a big lawnmower. And um, sorry, I had a burp. <laughs> and I remember getting across that, and, like looking back and like throwing my hands up, like excited. And my dad like laughed. And he actually used used to tell that story a lot, but. I don't know. I mean, we just, I worked when I was younger and at some point it, it went from like doing chores to like, I kind of started to enjoy working and hmm. um, I don't know. I just always enjoyed it. And when I got older, it was like business, right? It was like, Oh, I want to, I think people started telling me everyone, like uh, Chris George, my dad, my parents, people that knew me well, like, older people would say, would say like I was made with like a business mind. And I, I never knew what that meant, but I, in my mind, I thought business, the bonds, family business, boom. Like that was kind of it to me, just like yeah. connected to the dots. And that, that was, that was my path and, um, yeah, I mean the dry, I don't know. I just like, I've always liked to work and I remember in high school, I tried to start a little like neighborhood lawn mowing business. I don't think you knew about me. I was probably like a so- freshman, maybe sophomore. Uh, I think I was actually ex- like, I was younger. I was probably in eighth grade, but I remember like printing flyers and like, making my flyer, <laughs> like putting everyone's door. And, and then I think I had like two people I was doing it for or whatever. Mm. That didn't really take off. <laughs> but well, um, I remember you also did detailing. So then I, so then that was after high school. But in high school, I painted my dad's house. I remember, like, a, oh, yeah. over over a summer, I did that. And then out of – after – in college, while I was working for my dad and going to school, I bought a little, like, detailed trailer and was, like, detailing on the side. Like, I loved that. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've just kind of always had that. It's hard to explain. I don't know why, but it's, hmm. it's definitely in me.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. I'm, I've been sort of um, hearing about and, and learning about, um, like, you know, what makes people – behave You're kind of like be the way that they are now mm-hmm. and over and over again a lot of people always go back to like childhood but not just like how you were raised but like kind of the identity that you take on as a kid and for you right it was kind of like a it seems like it was a lot of this kind of right ingredients of like you know your family works hard and so you see that and mm-hmm. like oh well, I'm part of the family I must work hard your dad rewards good hard work um also you take on the identity that other people are saying for you of like oh well jeremy's a hard worker and so now that's kind of like reinforced in you mm-hmm. and jeremy should go in business oh maybe i should go into business mm-hmm. and it's all these things that kind of accumulate over time into the person yeah, you know, i never thought of
0: it that way but i think you're right i think it had to do with i'm actually glad i had i had people like speaking that over me because they like i would have always probably been a hard worker but i probably would have just been like a worker you know probably mm-hmm. not in like, in like business and so like i'm glad that my mindset was like on that you know yeah because I, I can be a worker i, I could see myself just working you know and that's just it but I'm, I'm glad that it went towards like i said more of like a leadership type thing versus like mm. just working you know
1: right more like a leadership creative entrepreneurial mm-hmm. kind of work instead of just like a, a workhorse where you're just kind of following orders yeah. and plugging away mm-hmm. do you have any regrets about um work you've done career like jobs uh directions you've gone in
0: is this hard yes and no I feel like I do yeah because I feel like I was unhappy for so long but at the same time like there were a lot of great things from what I was able to do you know like I think a lot of what I who I am today and what I have is because of what I've done and so I think like if hmm. it sure if it changed I might it might be a different outcomes so I don't know like I wouldn't say I would change anything but um the only thing I think of is maybe not going to college. <laughs> like Really? Yeah. I don't know, man. So college taught me how to, but that's the thing I think I already had that in me. So I think with, with most people college yeah. te- teaches you how to like persevere and do what you don't want to do. But I think I already had that. That's the reality. Yeah. I think college reinforced it, but I just kind of think, man, like I, I remember like, cause how my schedule. So my job I had for the bonds was basically like a, like a manager. So it was flexible. So I was kind of set my own hours and whatever. And so, basically my mindset was always like Monday through Friday. I'm going to be like being productive from 5am to like 6pm. It's kind of like my, in my mind, what I decided. So from the morning when I wake up until I have to basically be at like church. Cause I had a lot of ministry in those yeah. days. You remember that, right? So yeah. we both did. And so that was kind of my mindset. And so any gap I had in my schedule for the work, like I would always just study. It was kind of what I did. And so I kind of think, man, like what could I have done if I didn't spend all that energy and time and effort mm. towards school, you know? Um, But at the same time, like, I'm grateful my dad paid for it, and um, I got education, and I, it did, like, I did learn some things, like, academically, and I definitely reinforced, like, working hard for, like, something you don't really want to do, I guess, you know? Yeah. And so, that's probably the only thing, but even that, I still don't regret. And then, um, the only thing I would say is maybe leaving Le a little earlier. That's the only thing I think about.
1: That you, uh, you would leave earlier? I
0: think I dragged it out a little, a little long. yeah. Mm. But at the same time, the, the way timing worked out is like, I basically like, I graduated college and I left like six months later, mm. and then in those six months I was figuring out my plan. So it was kinda like, right. it's kind of like as you know, I think it was the right timing, but it honestly, it has worked out so good, and so I don't think I regret anything. But I know it's it's, it's a, a, a hard question. It's yeah, a it's it's hard like question when maybe asking. You're happy years, where you but are right now. It's yeah. like yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Yeah, that's hard. That's interesting because um, I've always thought like, I thought before. How you know? Oh, maybe I should have done kind of the whole, uh, CLEP, You know, self-directed mm-hmm. kind of test out of classes, and that way I could have devoted time elsewhere. Where I've also thought maybe I, sh- you know, I shouldn't have gone to college in the first place. Because mm-hmm. I think to a certain degree, it's like yeah, you you did have some of those same qualities. Like you, like you said, you already knew how to kind of, you're self-motivated. You mm-hmm. knew how to do things that, uh, or like persevere through things you didn't like doing. Education in general, you know, you're going to learn some things at least. I always felt like um, maybe I'd do things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, like, going through Grossmont for two years and doing 80 units. Yeah. And then having I to that. redo yeah. a lot of the same units at SDC because they didn't transfer.
0: So, um, that was my whole thing. My whole thing was I don't want to take one extra credit that I don't need. Yeah. And I never did. And I had, like, never the did. exact amount. I was I, very, like on that like every yeah. class that's like are you sure why like show me the. i was very like show me the details of why i have to take this class you know i think it took
1: 28 extra units It's um, a lot of time dude which is yeah it like equals two, two semesters. extra semesters yeah. yeah which i didn't end up doing so i squished them in somehow mm-hmm. but um yeah it's interesting about leaving earlier too what cause basically the argument would be like you would kind of like launch yourself into it before having things figured out or no, what's the It's Just basically
0: like, I am I am and was so fulfilled in my new venture, you know? I mm. just love it. I loved it at so you first. You were just going to start it earlier. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, that's the only yeah. reason. But I mean, it took someone be, being willing to sell their business and that kind of lined up with my timeline. So, all the same is like, it probably could not have been earlier, you know? Mm. Um, I I really almost, like I, I came close to starting my own detail business. Like, what if that would have happened? I also was going to start like a the bonds i wanted to start like a like a tree trimming division i also that's really right. wanted to start a pool clean division like what if i what if i actually would have done one of those hmm. um one of them i had a whole plan written out for it like, oh it was very close we had, it just kinda was, was on pause but yeah i don't know man a lot of things that's
1: interesting one of the things you mentioned was how when you were in college you know you would get up at five and you'd basically devote like mm-hmm. five to uh, five a.m to six p.m to work and school until mm. you had to you know go to church hang out with friends etc it's always been i don't know how long did you actually like do that for was it four and a half years after four and a half years well, i was gonna be one of my kind of next points so it segues perfectly but i've always admired your ability to persevere uh through things like that i mean i don't think anyone uh anyone really realistically could like do that forever but mm. 90% of people still couldn't do that for four years. I know I wouldn't have lasted that long. Maybe even a year I would have given up by mm-hmm. that point. But um, what do you, like, where does that come from? You know, like being able to work, you know, wake up early, do school before work, grind it out in the field all day, come back, do more, you know, work or studying. And then after all that, like serve, you know, at a church, mm-hmm. you or either doing a small group or drumming or, you know, whatever it was. But um, I'm curious. Like, why did you like choose that life for yourself? Yeah, and also too, like, how did you find kind of yeah. the strength to? to I'm do
0: actually most excited to talk about this, and I I've been thinking about this recently about myself, and um, I'm like I don't I don't understand it. And I'm kind of fascinated by it. And so what what I'm been thinking about recently has been I think we talked about this in an episode, but remember I said like. I've learned this balance of how do you depend and trust God, but then still like be driven and work for something. Oh, you know? right. Like that's, yeah. that's what I've been thinking about because I am very driven. And so it's hard for me to like trust God and rely on him. when I can just work for myself kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. um, the drive. I don't, um, I don't know where it comes from. Um, I've just, I've just decided I don't, it's hard to explain. I'm, I think maybe it was a message Mike Van Meter gave. I remember this one, it really affected me, but I remember me and Connie were dating and she just kind of one day just handed me a disc and said, here, this like Mike gave this message like two years ago. You should listen to it. Hmm. Basically it's about like um like what a man's job is. And you've heard we've talked about this one, how uh, you know, talk about men made to work, all those things. So uh in in that sermon he talks a lot about like God created man to work like Monday through Saturday or whatever, six days a week and then one day to rest. And it just I don't know what it was, but I just kind of said, Okay, like I wanna do that. I, so I I've always been in a mindset, like at least so right now I'm working mainly like six, six days a week, but like for sure, for sure, like Monday through Friday from the moment I wake up until like I'm with my family at night or I'm at church or having dinner, like I'm going to work. Like it's always been that way in my head and I don't know why. It's just how I am. Like I, I can't explain the drive that I have or like why I feel that way. Um, I often don't want to like Nick. So I hung out with Nick on Monday and he was asking me, he was like, do you ever just like chill during the day <laughs> like because he got home and i was like standing at the table outside and it's like 6 30 at night he's like what the hell are you doing like what the heck and and i was like no like i mean he was like do you ever like uh, do you ever just chill like watching netflix during like weekday and i said nope <laughs> I, mean, I didn't even think about it and um uh, i think what i've told myself is like again i'm going to work from the moment i wake up until i um i can't anymore and, and when i say work like i'm going to be productive so whether that's Working like physical work or like mental like business stuff or like reading or learning like I'm just going to do something productive all hours of my day while I can. Yeah. At least during the work week, and I don't. There's no reason behind it besides I want to, and it's just like in me, and it's it's um. You read about like these guys like Elon Musk, how they work 100 hours a week, stuff like that. Like I'm not like that, but I'm probably having a small scale of that. When someone's like, how do they do that? And they can't explain it. Like I, that's how I feel. Like they I just, just do it. And I'm definitely not comparing myself to Elon, but I'm just saying like I can't explain it. I don't know why, but huh. I just. I like to work, and... Um, did did you it,
1: did you know what you were getting into when you basically, like... I mean, I, I feel like it even started before then, because I know, uh, I think even when you were... I know for sure when you were a senior in high school, but I think even, like, starting... Probably
0: when I was painting the house. when it, well, I used to work on Summers. Bonch, yeah, yeah,
1: Summers, Lebon, Like, even that was hard, you know, mm-hmm. being a high school kid and then, like, going to work in the field. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you even did work, like, sometimes on, like fridays or mondays senior year
0: i did yeah i worked yeah, yeah.
1: um so even then your schedule is kind of crazy but like did you did you ever think like why am i doing this this way or was it just kind of like uh well this is how so, things have
0: to be i do think i do have like a an unhealthy side of this like and connie's really good at like um one thing i, I want to give connie credit for back up a little bit the business when i left Flip Ons and like made that purchase large because of her she was like Mm. super encouraged like I I don't give her enough credit but she was like I probably wouldn't have done it actually without her I mean she was like yeah "Yeah, do it for sure you know she's very much like wants me to like do what I was made to do so that's awesome Um, but with this kind of thing she often like points out hey like relax hey like this is unhealthy because I'm very like I think I'm we've talked about this before but I'm okay with being miserable and I I probably shouldn't be as Mm. much I think like there is a level of like do what's hard we've talked about this like do what's hard even if it doesn't feel good kind of thing and do it for a while, I, I probably do it too long, you know? And so, um, yeah, cause reality is like I, I, um, there were a lot of times I really like, hated like working, you know, I just like hated my like life. I hated like, not, it's hard to explain, but I was just like, it was hard. It was freaking hard. And so I just hated like feeling lonely and like all my friends having fun off at of college and whatever. And I'm just like, working all day and freaking pulling weeds like you know and it just like sucked like i really did not like it and so i don't know i, th- I think my mindset is still on the side of like we have to sacrifice I, I still feel like it was the right thing because it's it's paid off you know so it was for a season now mm-hmm. if i'm if it's 10 years later i'm still doing it, okay probably not but yeah so when
1: yeah. when things were harder when you were like pretty miserable and you were dreading waking up the next morning to do it kind of over again what would you do or tell yourself or be reminded of that would kind of appease that a little bit?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, my, my dad always said, uh, one thing he says to me is this is uh, just for a moment. He always says that, like that little phrase, this is just for a moment. And he says like, this too shall pass. And then another thing is, um, he always says like, uh, I can do anything one more time. Is what he always says. Mm. And so like those things I just always tell myself, like, you know, I'm going to get ready to go to bed and where my alarm goes off. And it's like, all right, like, I can do it. Like I just literally just decide and just do. there is no like thinking about, it. just big like, decide and just do it. Yeah. Um also I want to say I was I have I was so close to the Lord during those times. Like that was the closest I've ever been to him. Like mm. that season of my life, especially when I was like actually doing field work, which so the field work sign up it was only for, like a year and a half of like the, the 6 years. So it was like the very beginning part when I graduated high school. Yeah. Well, it was like my high school summers and then like basically the first year after graduating was like field stuff. And I have mem- like, so many great memories of like I'm, like, at work literally by 6 a.m., and we're, I'm, like, we would start at a Kaiser parking lot. I remember mm-hmm. my job was to go pick up trash. So, would, like, 6.05, I'm walking around with a bucket picking up trash by myself. It's cold, and no one's out. And I would just, like, literally worship. Like, I remember uh, what's that song, like, "Card of Worship and um, Sanctuary. Like, just, like, singing these songs and just, like, yeah. worshiping. And I, it was weird, dude. Like, I, I also, I'd, I'd get to work every day at, like, 5.40, and I would read my Bible from 5.40 to 6. To six. And I remember just, like... Hmm. Uh, it's hard to explain, dude. Like, I just felt so close to God on my drive there. Every single morning, I've listened to a uh, Heaven song by Phil welcome Every <laughs> single morning. Dude, every single the morning. The live version, right? The sing-along? Yeah, man. Every yeah. morning. Like, I just, that song gave me so much life. And so, hmm. yeah, dude. I, like, learned some things in that time of, like, okay, so, like, I learned for me, like, lyrics and, like, music and worship, like, really affect me and, like, how I just operate. I learned, like, consistent time with God and I learned, like, how to, like, depend on him, you know?
1: Hmm. That's interesting, yeah. I've been um, kind of revisiting that idea a little bit of, like, it's not really, like, persecution, but it's when you're weak, Mm -hmm. you know, and and you hear in the Bible, uh, or you read in the Bible when people people say it, so when you hear it. Anyways, basically, when the Bible says, uh, you know, when I am weak, you are strong, and, you know, all who are thirsty, come and drink, Mm -hmm. and, like, all these kind of analogies of basically, like, when we come to the end of ourselves and that's where like we're the closest to God, Mm -hmm. that's really, I, I I guess it makes sense when you really think about it and how, you know, if, if you're strong and independent and you're happy, you don't really like quote unquote need Mm -hmm. God when you're weak, you are, but it's a really hard thing to, to put yourself through. Yeah. It's
0: interesting. Like I definitely don't want to relive those days. (laughs) Right. Um, but like, I wouldn't change him, dude. Like, you know, like I really wouldn't because a lot of reasons, but I think the biggest one was I was so close to God in that time, you yeah. know, cause I had to, like I was, I just I had, to, I had no other choice. Like I, um, that's, that's probably how I got through it. You know, just like I was close to God all mm-hmm. day, every day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that, that kind of like persecution, even though it wasn't like persecuting your faith, but like all these external kind of forces persecuting you and your sleep and your work and Mm -hmm. motivation uh, actually drew you to the Lord and actually uh, was a good thing, was a blessing in the the end of it.
0: Another side note on this topic before we move on. um, Another reason you asked like, how can I, even like today, like you asked, how do I like, or Nick was asking, how do I just like do what I do through the week? And, I think one reason is because I've had, I've done a job that I hated for, like I did a hard, I mean, to me it was hard. I did like landscape construction type stuff, like just whatever. And I hated that personally. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like because I did that for so long, like I'm happy to like sit behind my desk at home and for, and try to work, you know, it's easy compared yeah. to what I used to do. And so uh, I, I'm a firm believer. I think most dudes should like hold some type of like labor job for at least a little while. Cause it's hard work yeah. and it teaches you to like, do something different unless you you like it,
1: but, and then you always think back to that time. Yeah. I always think back, well, I've done some hard stuff.
0: Like, yeah, I'm cool. My AC house right now, you know what I'm saying? Like it exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, I didn't even do it for that long. Not nearly as long as you, Mm -hmm. but any sort of like manual labor or service job, you know, I'm like, thank the Lord literally that I have the job that I do now because Mm -hmm. I would not trade it for those old times Mm of, you know, working at subway, Jamba Juice, landscaping, uh fun doing instruction for my uncle Funflix. Funflix was kind of like my um I was chilling. my No, no, no. That was like my Leban's working in the field kind of oh, time. Really? I really? That was easy. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of easy. I, not really. <laughs> it was a lot cuz um one I had to do a lot of driving mm-hmm. and and that was really hard because it was always on my weekends and there was the exact same thing of like everyone else is having fun or hanging out or partying. Um and I'm going out and I'm working on my mm. week or my my weekend yep. nights. Um and it was really lonely. I didn't have any like friends that I worked with. Uh I barely got paid for anything. And it was a lot of man I mean, there was a lot of really hard times where it was just me and this hundred pound piece of rubber that I was pushing up hills across fields, <laughs> setting so up, okay. things go wrong, my yeah. like stress and um and it was and also then driving home and trying not to fall asleep. Yeah. Uh, I was a lot of time just putting on worship music, um, thinking, you know, God, get me through this. Or yeah. trying to do it, you know, one more weekend was usually kind of the mantra "Is okay, yeah. I can do this one more weekend. And eventually, it was actually, it was Monique who encouraged me to to quit because I was planning on still doing that, going to school and working at the church, mm-hmm. um, the job that I just got as an intern. And she was like, look, you need to let go of Fun flicks. I think it's time. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I think you're right. I think I can move past this now. <laughs> um, speaking of kind of being close to the Lord and and spirituality, but what areas of your spiritual life um, and even like spiritual gifts do you feel like you're the strongest in, and how has that changed over time? And I'm also curious on the flip side, you know, what areas you're you would think you're the weakest in, and why you think
0: that is. Hmm. Um. I think that so I, I consider this like a spiritual gift. And when I was younger, someone told me that I, like, I had this gift or whatever. And I kind of thought that like, that's not a spiritual gift, but basically their thing was like just one-on-one like communication with someone. That's what they told me. And so I don't know if you consider that like spirituality. Um, I'm thinking of like just spiritual like stuff. And so to me, that is, that is a thing that if, like God's given me. I, I feel I'm able to connect with people and I feel like I'm able to get them to feel comfortable with me. And, um, I, I don't think it's something that I do. I think it's like a anointing type gifting thing that I have. So, Hmm. um, and then where I'm weak, this is probably more along the lines of what you were thinking, but I think I'm really weak in, um, like my prayer life. And, um, uh, it's really, I'm, I'm I'm having, I'm learning, like, how do I lead my wife spiritually? Like, how do I like, I think it's because you think of like spirituality, like the first things I think about is like, okay, talking to God and, um, like talking to others, talk to God and then like your Bible, you know, like the main forefronts of that. Right. And then I think of like spiritual gifts kind of thing. And so, uh, yeah, that's probably my weak, a weak area, you know, one of the weak ones. Hmm.
1: So it's interesting you mentioned that as kind of like the thing you feel strongest in, because I was trying to find a question that would kind of relate to like, I almost asked you like, uh, what's your approach to like friendship or mm-hmm. something like that? Because you've always kind of had like this, magnetism of (laughs) the homies. Yeah. The homies. Like everyone (laughs) wants to be friends with Jeremy. Everyone wants to hang out with Jeremy. No one's friends without Jeremy. Like it's always kind of this um, weird web of friends. Yeah. This weird web of friends. We're all connected through you, but also do you know through the years too? Like you just have like a a lasting impression with someone. Um, And you think it's all, you would consider it all kind of spiritual like anointing, like not necessarily. I think, I think
0: a big part of it. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm swagged out and cool for sure. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> oh, that can't be <laughs> it. <laughs> no, I, I really do think, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think a big part of it is, um, just a weird like anointing. Like I, th- I do think it's a spiritual type gifting that God has given me or a way he has created me. I don't think it's so much of, like what I do to make people like want to hang out with me. um, hmm. I've, so always, I've always kind of felt that way.
1: Th- there's nothing that you like, feel like you do differently, or that you uh, something about you that like helps helps that in some way.
0: No, I think I I think I suck at a lot of practical relationship things. And older I get, the more I see that. Like, I'm very bad at making time for people and like scheduling something and just like being intent. I just I'm not good at it. Um, I used to be better, but I'm really not. Um, I like people. Like, I really I I'm not. I don't like groups. I don't like a bunch of people like talking and like whatever in front of people. I really like a one-on-one like this kind of thing. I'd love it. And it's like my favorite thing to do. Hang out with a friend, have a drink and have a cigar or whatever. I just like, love that. It's like my number one thing i ever always want to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, the only thing I would say is I like to talk, talk to people and I genuinely care about life, my friends.
1: Yeah. Kind of like that interpersonal, um, like I said, one-on-one relationship, Mm -hmm. uh, not like you said, like, not like the, that's interesting. Cause I mean, you would definitely consider yourself an extrovert, but it's not in the way of like,
0: way less than I used to think I was though. Yeah. You know,
1: like not like party animal, want to, you know, social butterfly, but more like you really like having quality time with, but I used to be that way. I, when it's I was true. younger,
0: my family called me the social butterfly like my yeah. nickname. Cause I was like people all time, friends over like talking, hanging out jokes. And yeah. now I'm, I'm way more reserved, way more, I'm less that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's interesting. And then weakest, um, is there anything that you can like pinpoint about that of why, like I'm, I'm, I'm curious one, why you chose that or why you think that is, but also like what the kind of underlying issue or cause or kind of like thing that contributes to that.
0: Um, I've always been weak at praying, you know, always, 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 um, at least doing it consistently. I'm really good at thinking, like I think God. all the time. Don't get me wrong, but actually intentionally pray to God about something that's hard for me to do. is really good at that. She's a great prayer, like she's just she's consistent. And so I think like being so close to her now, like I see how good she is, and it shows me how bad I am. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean that's kind of one thing I have to say. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I said as one of my weak areas. So that there's many more, but that's probably like right. the main one I think about, and then. Um, the one that affects me the most day to day is like I said, like leading someone spiritually, like that's, that's hard. And it's like, it's still new to me. And so figuring that out. And so also like leading someone who's strong, calling is very strong. And so it's like a, how do I do that? You know, like figure that out kind of thing. And, um, yeah, I mean, yeah,
1: Mm -hmm. that makes sense. What's something that you've changed your mind about? It's the big one.
0: Okay, in my defense, I just saw that question like when we were hitting record. <laughs> I saw that, so I've not thought a whole lot about this one. But this is my favorite one to ask a guest. So, Figure it out. Um, okay. Uh, I if you would ask me this one like a year ago, I would have been way more confident than I am today because of, of the current economic situation. But mm. uh, I think money is a big, the big, probably the biggest one. The way I I look at money and like how to use it is the mm. biggest. I mean, because I think for the longest time before I put it into a business, it was like. Let me save as much money as I can and like that will make me feel comfortable. That was like my thinking, you know, I'd be comfortable. I would be like secure. I would have a future. I would have opportunity. And I kind of, and so for a long time, I had a good amount of money just kind of like sitting there. Nothing, nothing happened. Probably like five, six years. I had a good chunk. And it always grew, but like I didn't invest it. I didn't use it. It just like saved. And then I put it into something because of the lovely Mark, um, Mark Bailey. He said put your money into a cash-making yeah. machine and I love that and so I did it and I've like seen the results and um, I've just seen like the difference between having money like in the bank doing nothing versus like into something and what it creates And so then I had that and then last year we haven't talked about this But last year we bought another business and same thing like I've seen like the return and how that works And then we just bought a house and we're house hacking. <laughs> so we're renting <laughs> out of rooms. We have a granny flat so like well uh, our well, our portion of our mor- or our rent or whatever, our payment is very low because we have renters. And so all these like I've just things I've learned. Like mm. so now i like have a few investments going on I have our I have our businesses, I have our house, like things are like working and like I said right now, current like um middle of corona, like our business is not doing like great and so it's not phenomenal, but it's still working. And so I'm like still like a believer in like put your money to work, like let it put it into something, you know. Right. I don't yeah. know if you expected expected that answer, but that's what came came to my mind.
1: No, that that's good. I I, I didn't really have any anything to expect. Um, but well,
0: most people are like have a deeper like you know some kind of like no, way I to don't think, think so. about some, you know that was just like a.
1: That's good. I mean, that's something we've talked about a whole bunch. You know, just kind of like, it's funny. I don't know what it is about money in particular. Maybe it's just because it's like gets so like ingrained in your mind over time that it's harder to kind of like switch or to see the other side, but that's, you know, that's definitely a huge one, like Mm -hmm. basically just switching from like, well, I'm going to be like a cash collector and like a conserver to, I'm going to be an investor Mm -hmm. and uh, a deployer, you know, like uh, they're two very, you know, what you're not saying is that you kind of spend willy nilly, right? Mm But basically, you're investing money instead of just yeah. saving and also, kind of hoarding.
0: Two more sides of this, and the first, the probably the biggest point also is like learning that like money is not like the thing I rely on; is not mm. my security. And I'm I'm learning that right now, <laughs> like yeah. because um, yeah, I've always had well since since I've been working, I've always had like just money on hand, and um, and you know this current point of life, like we've invested a good amount, and then now our business is not doing phenomenal, and so like my like. Nest egg is the lowest it's ever been, you know, since I've mm. been like an adult. And so like learning, okay, like I'm okay, I'm surviving and things are working how they should be. Um But I rely like on other things. Like, you know, it's obviously like the Lord and, and my family and, and just like hard work. And so like learning to not just rely on like a number in the bank kind of thing. Yeah. And the other side of it was, um, oh, what was that? And then lost it. Um, I think it was what you were saying, like just being mindful of where the money goes. So like not being a spender, but Speed and into- oh uh my second point was um I gotta give Connie to, uh credit to Connie. She um like she's like there, right? I'm like getting in this direction of like seeing mm-hmm. how money works, but she's very much like she understands it and just, like she's not fearful with it. I'm I'm definitely more like cautious on, on, on the fear side and so
1: More like use it, put it to work.
0: Oh yeah, Connie's it, very yeah. much and so i going to give it credit. And then I like, guess my last thing I would say is like there's in all of this there is like a balance. And so like mm. there needs to be like a great, I, I think, depending on your situation, but a significant level of reserves to um, carry you through at hard times. But at the same time, like you shouldn't be afraid to put money to create money in a sense, you know, yeah. don't put all of it into an investment, you know, keep some obviously. But um, if we all know this stuff and I've known that, but now I'm like, I've been doing it. And so it's like different when you do it. Like you mm. just, I've learned, I've like seen it work. Like it makes sense. It all makes sense to me. Yeah. It's still hard to do it, though.
1: Right, but more you practice that, then mm-hmm. the easier it gets. And one last question for you: How have you changed the most as a person?
0: I didn't, did not see that one on there. <laughs> that <laughs> <one> was like, <laughs> uh,
1: um, good. We'll get the realest, rawest answer.
0: You should answer this one. No, I think a lot, man. I think I'll answer after you. Okay, <laughs> this is weird. I don't know I think how I've changed um I think I have become more of a um less of an outgoing person I would say overall I think when you probably met me I was really I still am I was I was very loud and obnoxious and crazy Uh, I'm just way more like to myself now like I enjoy quiet time I enjoy being by myself um so that's a big way I've changed and then um mm man, I wish I had a better answer. I'm trying to think. I don't know.
1: It's going to be one of those things that comes to you like tonight. Yeah, I wish I would have thought this one.
0: I've had small things that kind of change like here and there, like the money thing and just like levels of closeness to God and stuff like that kind of over time. But that's probably the biggest one. I would say that I was once a lot more outgoing and I'm way less outgoing now. Hmm. I have like less people around me. Like before, always with a friend, all my friends connected and now it's like, I think part of that is just like life changing, but like I definitely spend less time with people than I used to spend time with people.
1: Yeah, interesting. My, you want to hear my answer yeah, for you? Yeah, I do. I, I would say the way that you've changed the most is, um, I think that uh, maybe in the past you had kind of like misplaced stubbornness, hmm. where you'd be like really dead set, like no, I'm right, you're wrong, mm-hmm. or like this is how I'm doing things, or I don't care you know, about this, like, I'm just going to do mm-hmm. things my way or, um, these are a lot of like negative examples, but I think you like, if you had your mindset on something, then like that was mm-hmm. it. And you just, it was, it's part of this kind of like decisiveness and, mm-hmm. um, ambition. And I think now you've gotten a lot more flexible and, uh, open to hearing the other side, but also just like, um, stubborn in the right places and not the wrong places if that makes sense so like stubborn about like principle and morals and mm-hmm. um relationships but not like the useless things i don't mm-hmm. know i feel like there were so many like times in high school where it was like why are we arguing about this again or like <laughs> <laughs> like you care that much about because it okay cool a... um and now it's you know it's more like rightly placed kind of stubbornness about you the right got things got
0: detached Raise your chin. That's right. Take a step back. Take a step observe, back. You know, I like it. Make a call.
1: Boom. Leadership strategy and tactics, right? Chuckle willing. Is that the book? Or no, that's it? just
0: one of it. I think that's from Extreme Ownership.
1: Oh, okay, Extreme Ownership. Okay.
0: I don't know. I think yeah. I've been all. I've just been reading all of his like blog and stuff.
1: Yeah. Really, on his website mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. That's
0: cool. And he has a bunch of like short, like five minute clips on YouTube. I just watch, and I think yeah. there's one called "How to Detach." I'm pretty sure I read one. Interesting. Saw one. That's right. I should go through those, I always forget they're dope because there's a blog, little clips. Blog. I think they're clips from his podcast. Um, yeah. But often while I'm working out, it's like on one monitor, like throw those on and just like let them play through. It's great.
1: That's fun. Shout out to Jocko. All right, my friend. Well, you've been a great interviewee. Thank you. That Thank was fun. you for I sharing it. today. I like. That. Um, you'll have to tune in next week for when when Jeremy interviews me. Hopefully yeah. Hopefully, we'll do is get a job. Um, Good luck. But appreciate you being honest and transparent and answering the best you can
0: yeah dog thanks for having me cool
1: alright well if you enjoyed it let Jeremy know what you found most interesting or uh, maybe Jeremy can let us all know in a, an update later uh, what how he's changed the most as a person but anyways if you liked I'll it think, I'll think on that one uh, subscribe give us a rating and review on iTunes if you can that'll help us bump it up and allow us to reach more people and we'll see you in the next one peace